Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and I fucked it up already. Yeehaw! All right, we are uh, killing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say. I want, I want some of those rum balls, man. They taste, they sound like they taste delicious. They're almost gone. Well, I'll, God damn I'll it. save you one. Wait, Selkie's drinking? Holy shit. Fuck. Smith, what the fuck are you doing? Did, did you just shove your microphone up your ass through your throat and that's how it sounds? Was that bad? Yeah, yes. that was really bad, bro. What you did? That was like that was like I almost pulled my headphones off. Bad. What was? I'm re- I'm recording all this. This is going into the cold open, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what was What was wrong with it? Too close to it or what? That's better. Way better. Okay, push, way I better. push it away. What you the see fuck is, is what? The fuck is that? <laughs> If you, if you take the letters for what you see is what you get, you get a word, and it and it's pronounced WYSIWYG. Is that from the 80s or what? Or, I don't know. It's just a word that I've always used in theater and lighting and, you know. Corey, Corey is becoming more and more booger from uh, <laughs> the nerd. The book is that, nerd. Okay. Corey, I found my brewskis. What do you want from me? You're one step away from being voted off the island. What the fuck? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast. We are Take the Black, and I'm your host, Razor. And I'm here with Annie, Corey Thone, Dan Selkie, the editor-in-chief of Winter is Coming, and everybody's favorite squire, the lowborn bastard of Texas, Corey Smith. How you doing, Corey? Good. I got the most titles this week. Like, you did because like you're earning them. I feel like you're Danny. You feel like Danny who? Daenerys Targaryen. She's on this show called Game of Thrones. Danny DeVito, because not Danny Targaryen. I've met him. He's about. You know what? I tell you what. I met him. You're going into the shrill voice thing. Got to calm down. All right. Look. Okay. So what we're going to talk about tonight on the podcast is going to be really exciting. First of all, we got some Game of Thrones news, and thank baby donkey Jesus that we got it because there was a long, dry, just a walk in the desert with no water and. I think our horses were dead, and we were sending out blood riders to different cities for help. But we finally found some news, didn't we, Dan? Tell us about the shooting locations. Sure, yeah. The news started to come in this week. Probably expect to keep on streaming for a few months, I imagine, or at at least at the start, probably straight on through to the end of filming in February or March or whatever. Uh, The big news is that they're going to film at a place called, um, and I'm going to pronounce this right, Trujillo Castle. Trujillo Castle. Ah. which is uh, a very pretty castle, about 40 minutes um, 
to the west city of Caracas, another place Caracas. filming. Caracas, Caracas, I, I really don't know. Yeah, it sounds nice when you say Caracas. Caracas. But uh, very nice for Philo Castle. There's a big giant courtyard uh, built in the ninth, in the between the ninth and twelfth centuries. It's got seventeen defense towers, so you can easily see this kind of thing being a castle pretty much anywhere, can't you? I mean, a giant castle yeah. with tons of Basically. towers and two towers on either side of the gate that make a nice shot if they want it. And um, again, yeah. I always wonder if the actors appreciate that they get to go and work in places like freaking ninth century castles. I'm, I'm sure, sure they the do. Old, the, the older ones do, who have been around for a while. I guess that's true. Like, the younger ones are going to, like, end Game of Thrones and go on to the next job and be like, what is this? Where's the air, where's the air conditioning? Look at Toronto. What? What? No, but I did read in your article, Dan, that um, they're filming a uh, Romeo and Juliet sequel type yeah. show From or Sean movie. Ryan. There. Sean oh Ryan God, never the, mind. Uh, I'm sorry I mentioned it. Has a, it. It's called Still Star Crossed. They're filming at Trujillo Castle right now for a network. I forget which one. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's the CW. You're probably right. Um, no, it's for ABC. Uh, oh. What What happened after the end of Romeo and Juliet? So after Shonda clears out of there, uh, Game of Thrones will move in. I they, just want to. They got buried. They got buried. They, they, <laughs> after, they, they died. After 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 Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> after that happened, uh, what's your name? Gray came in and operated on them, and they came back to life. Woohoo! I mean, That's it's not what like after West Side Story happened and one of them lived. I mean, they're both dead. I mean, I'm imagining it's like what happened with the, their families, but I don't know. I don't know Shonda's mind. I wish I did. I don't. No, you we'll don't. We'll have to wait for that. So that was the big uh, news. And also, we're, we're seeing uh, Mark Mylod um, around Caracas. We're seeing Jeremy Pedeswa in the area, both directors for next year. Which is exciting news, too. Right. They're also, um, so in Caracas, is like there's going to be their main production hub for Spain, is the word we're getting from local, from local publications. Where is this again, and where? This is um, all in Spain. No, 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 where? Uh, the city of Caracas. Yeah, I just wanted to hear you say it again. Gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really awesome, because now we know that we have a headquarters, right? Well, that's the word. I mean, I think it's still a little bit early, but that's um, what we're hearing from the local publications. So we can at least keep an eye out for that. And Calacas has a cool old town district. looks a lot like, you can imagine Kings Landing in there very easily. There's a tower called the Tower of Bujaco they were checking out, which looks very old world, very kind of traditional medieval spire thing. And that's uh, so, about it. Well, and we also, like, I guess you could see, like, my, my big thing is, do we kind of think that this could be a sign pointing towards Danny landing in Dorne because we have such a dry, arid place. I don't know if this place is like in November, like you mentioned in your article, but does it snow there? Does it get snowy and, and wintry there, or is it always dry and arid? I mean, it does snow in Spain. We've seen pictures. Well, I know that, but I mean, it does it in that particular area, I guess is what my I'm question is. I'm not sure. It seems to global warming feels. Hang on. Hang on. Like... I, just, I need to let you know that global warming is real. And it's the reason that it used to be the snows in Spain, but now it's the rain in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, Shut Andy up. got it. Thank you. 
I got it too. Shut up. Stop reaching me into thousands of little pieces. This is not fair. (laughs) But we also had some news about uh, certain actors being spotted in Belfast. Am I right? Uh, Are we talking about um, Carl Drago himself? Yes. Uh, Jason Momoa. Not only does he, not only was he spotted in Belfast, he actually posted an Instagram of himself getting massively drunk with David Benioff and Dan Weiss this weekend. I loved I loved the look on Dan Weiss's face as he's looking up at Momo, uh, Momoa with that uh, beard full of like uh, a heady beer, whatever he was drinking. I was I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but obviously, I mean, unless there's going to be some kind of flashback scene, obviously this is this is either the uh, the uh, the throw off they're going to do to us, or this is going. He just kind of flew over after he's doing Aquaman filming, right? Yeah, I mean, he he just, I mean, he just happens to be there. The fact of the matter is, is they're in pre-production right now. It's not like any of the other actors are there. It's not like Danny was there. You know, it's just the production screwing with us. But it's still pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. But then, but then today on 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 my little article about. Um, about uh, Gendry, we had a, we had one of our commenters say they saw um, the Gendry actor uh, Joe Dempsey. Joe Dempsey. I mean, I, I wanted to say Portman for some reason. I get him and Pod mixed up. They're just basically interchangeable. But Gendry uh, was in is in flight to Belfast, and we all know that we would love to see Gendry in the season seven somehow. I mean, we you got to know that kid's around somewhere, right? Like. And you and, and you and you got to know that Dan, that David Benioff and Dan Weiss have heard for how many seasons now? Where's Gendry? Right, right, right. So, and and even in, in that article, uh, he said like I get asked all the time where where my character is. Like I get all these memes every day on my Twitter account. You know, of, where's Gendry? Where's Gendry? So it would be nice to bring him back, even for a one-off. Like, hey, here's Gendry. Ah, oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> now the Baratheons really are dead. But um, I don't know. It'd be fun. Now let's uh, let's talk about the real fun news, man. Let's talk about the casting news. Um, we got some exciting news. When did that come over, Dan? Over the weekend? Before the weekend hit? Right before the weekend hit. We got some casting news that Game of Thrones is looking for uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different spots, eight different roles. And um, one's a priest in his 60s, one's a warrior, 30 to 35 to 45 years old, one's a gate guard, one's a city guard, one's a merchant, one's a lovely lady that's going to do full frontal nudity. <sighs> of course she is. One's a young lord and one's a lieutenant. So what we're going to do in Take the Black tonight is each one of us is going to go around in a roundtable fashion, and we're going to talk about what we would do as a dream cast for each one of these roles. Because what we know from Season 6 is if Ian McShane can be brought on for a one-off for a random Septon, then anybody can literally be cast on Game of Thrones. Am I right, guys? So let let yeah, thank you, Dan. So you, the rest of you guys are assholes. So anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our perfect dream casting for each one of these roles, and I'm going to start this, and I'm gonna start at the top with the priest. Now the, the description of this role is priest in his 60s. He's a venerable priest with a moral authority and gravitas. The show is seeking a white actor using an RP accent. Now, Dan, you described an RP accent as what? As a um, okay, I'm not an 
experts, but from what I read, it's a um, kind of a, a posher accent used among educated people. And what they usually do, it usually means King's Landing, that that's where uh, the RP accent is. Okay. Usually, so RP, not necessarily. It, it could be not necessarily. Else. It's it's not not role play, but <laughs> but posh accent. Uh, with a characterful face for his part, he's scheduled to shoot one week from September twenty second. So, uh, I'll start off for my choice for this guy, and I instantly, as soon as I read this, I instantly thought of Bill Nye. Hmm. Bill Nye. I'm sorry, not Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye. I'm about to say, from, what the hell's wrong with you? You're going to yeah, start off Bill Nye, <laughs> Bill Nye from Underworld, I guess you could say, or that you know he's he's one of my favorite actors, uh, English actors. He's in his, I believe he's in his sixties. He may be a little bit older. He has that accent, and he would be perfect as a venerable priest with moral authority. Remember, like, remember his role. Remember his role in Underworld. He was a leader of whatever that stupid vampire group was. He was very arrogant and haughty. He had that he had that accent and uh he was he was a royal, so he already knows how to play that role. And um that's my choice, Bill Nye. So uh I'm gonna pass pass it on to Annie. And uh by the way guys, if you don't agree with it, feel free to kick in and say that's just the dumbest choice I've ever heard. And and we can always talk about that too. But uh I'm gonna pass it on to Annie. Annie, what do you got for this role? Okay, well first of all, Bill Nye is a really good answer. Like I actually do approve of that answer. Um I think one of my favorite roles that I've seen him in was a tiny little bit part on Doctor Who at the end of the Vincent Van Gogh episode where he is the art curator. And it's one of the most moving little speeches that I I mean it's a tiny little part and it's so good and it's so emotional. It's so great. So that's actually a really good choice. My actual uh, first person I thought of um, was uh, someone a little wider, someone a little grayer, someone a little heftier. I pictured Hugh Bonneville from uh, Downton Abbey. I mean, I pictured him in the robes. He can do the accent. And, you know, I also was trying to come up with what this priest was doing. Is this priest stepping up and taking the role over from the High Sparrow now that uh, the... uh, now that the the sept is basically burned to the ground, is, is he a puppet of Cersei? Is he now? a puppet of Cersei, or is he someone who is come to preach the word of Danny to convince people to become basically, uh, you know, uh, is he a red priest? Yeah, is he a red priest? It just says priest. It doesn't say that it necessarily is someone who oh, is a, I love your choice. So you yeah, like oh I just I, I mean seriously, what's he doing now? Downton Abbey is over. So really like I would love to see him if he showed up in priest robes and shuffled on in and was like, you know, you know, Danny Danny's Targaryen bow down, I would be like, I am there. So, I would lose my shit if he did that. if he if he showed up, it would be for me, Hugh Bonneville would would be Ian McShane level for me. Because I was such a huge fan of Downton Abbey. But uh, great choice, Annie. I love that choice. Uh, Corey Thone, who do you have for this role? Okay, actually, Bill Nye was, uh, they're in the same vein, I would say. The the person that came to my mind was Stellan Skarsgård. Um, oh. You know, even though he is Swedish, he, we know that he can do accents. He's 6'3", uh, so he gives off a bit of a, a presence by being that tall. And he has a unique face, which is kind of what it asks for, a characterful yeah. face. And hair color. Not many folks on there have that kind of, uh, I don't know if it's technically blonde or red, but it's somewhere in between. Um, and, of course, it's someone that I think they could get. Uh, he's not too reachy. 
and he's he's very recognizable too as a thing. It's kind of like with Ian McShane and with Jonathan Price. It's like this guy brings a little bit of gravitas to the to the role because for a lot of people he's in all of the Marvel Marvel movies, movies but he's also he was Bootstrap Bill and Pirates. He was in Good Will Hunting mm-hmm. as Phil's Metal Winner Gerald Limbo. Uh, you know he's done period pieces like Amistad and King Arthur. I think he could easily, easily pull off this role. I think he'd be great. As always, Corey Zone bringing the heat. Corey Smith, I know that uh, you and I kind of probably chose the same one, but what do you got? Well, I mean, this one I kind of went two different ways on it because we didn't, we don't know if he's if he's going to be a yes man to Cersei. You know, if he's just going to be a puppet uh, priest um, that they set up after you know she blew the rest of them all to hell. Um, so if it's a yes man, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, the part kind of makes me think that it's not going to be just because of the way they describe it. I don't think it's a red priest though, just because of um, they're asking for a white actor, and I feel like if they're going with a red priest, they hold up, pump the brakes. The red priest at Marine was a white actor. I know, but I'm just saying. I feel like they, if they were going with a red, if it was going to be a red priest, it'd be someone that looked a little more exotic than some of the people that were kind of naming so that's just my kind of feeling on it i had bill nye that was one that was the the last name i wrote down but i wrote down two other ones since this was our dream casting mm-hmm. i would love to see either sir patrick stewart or okay or if, if you're going for the the big like shatner going, no <laughs> hell no uh, no but if you're going for if if the role is someone who basically is going to give the middle finger to Cersei and say, look, you took out our guys, you know, the faith is declaring war on you. We're not taking this lightly. I would love to see uh, Michael Caine in the role. Nah, I like that choice. That's because, really good choice. Because I feel like if he was in that role, he could pull off the, you know, we're not going to take this shit laying down. He's got the accent. He's got the, you know, the face and the and you know, he's a pretty tall guy, so. I feel like he could really pull that off if that's what they're going for with the role as far as, you know, someone who's going to tell Cersei, you know, to go to hell, basically. He's got that – his accent's more Courtney, isn't it? And it, it more like, fuck your shit up. <laughs> well, here's the thing, like and I actually made this note, is that if we were going to do – like, I made my list for ca- actors who I think are truly attainable for the roles. If not, it'd be like Tom Hardy for everything. But uh, – <laughs> I know. We need, a, we, we need a naked girl, Tom Hardy, please. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, the thing is, this is asking for someone in their sixties. Michael Caine is way past sixty. He doesn't yeah. have. And the thing is, if, if we were going to do that, why not just go Ian McKellen? Like, why not get you know so, someone that has that priesty look anyway to them? You know, so go Gandalf Magneto. Yeah, right I mean, yeah, screw it. But the thing is, I, I think Stewart. Somehow, because he ages backward or something, could probably yeah, get around he, he enough. He looks like to he's in his 50s. <laughs> he looks better now than he did in Robin Hood Men in Tights. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's – Michael Caine would have been great if it was like 2002. But I think I he's agree. just a little bit too old now to pull it off. I mean, we just saw – the thing is, but we did – I mean, have you guys seen Mr. Holmes yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, love I, that. I mean, Ian Ian McKellen could can still pull that shit off. And fuck it, if we're gonna use old people, isn't Peter O'Toole still alive? Like, let's, no. let's go uh, for it, man. If he is, he's not walking. He was just nominated right. for an Oscar like four years ago. Special so, effects. 
Let's go with let's go, Dan. Dan, did you have a choice for this category? I did. It was a little different. Um, I will say that I thought of Michael Caine, but I like his accent is so specific to it Cockney. Is, it really is. Like really, really specific. I can't see him. I mean, I'm sure he can do an RP accent. You know, he's an actor, but I don't know. I, I don't think the accent really fits. I went with um, if you want gravitas and authority, who better than Michael Gambon, aka Professor Dumbledore? I mean, uh, you know, he radiates authority and gravitas and drama. Sure, get him. And, and, uh, he and, and honestly, and Fantastic, Fantastic Beast 2 is not filming yet, so he's cool. And he has been in, a, like, a other small series on WBC. Like, he's not, he's not above that. Like, he was in one with Michelle Fairley about, like, uh... I forgot, like a murder in some Scandinavian town. Oh no, he, so, he's a he's a BBC he's a BBC regular. Like if they were if they if this was the old school and they were an actual company, like he would be a company player, like totally. Right. So yeah, I can That's see a good that. Choice. And just um, I I think this part is probably I don't know. My guess was that it's going to be someone that Cersei picks to succeed the High Sparrow, and that it's a puppet. I don't really have any evidence for that exactly. I just think he's from King's Landing because of the RP thing that's just him going on. I don't know. I, 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 that position needs filling, so I figure she'll try to fill it with somebody. I kind of feel the same way. With, I, that's kind of. I just don't see another septum yeah, coming from out of the. I don't see that. Happening. Yeah, I don't see some guy trying to overthrow Cersei again, unless unless this is out of nowhere and it's a red priest. I don't see this being uh, anybody but a puppet of but Cersei. That's just my opinion. I could see it being someone who says. Like we're basically taking the the faith out of King's Landing. Like we're not okay. safe here, sure. and we're yeah. gonna wage war in the country. You know, that could happen. But yeah, okay, I could I could actually that's a really good point. I could see that happening. But then, and again, this is only a a one week shoot, so maybe that maybe that is something that happens. Maybe he gathers up all the dirty, filthy little sparrows, and they all hightail it out of. Uh, King's Landing. Not Maybe just, that is what happened. Not just the dirty little sparrows, but he gathers up all the followers. There are people, <laughs> people in the city that are pissed off That's about true. the church blowing up. That That's are like, what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I mean, saying. They did blow up like right. St. Peter's Basilica, basically. Right. So basically, yeah. So I That's could a good see point, him leading Smith. something, you know, outside the city, and then you know, if you're talking the Lannister army's trying to stop Danny, and they're getting harassed by, you know, the faith out in the woods and shit. Who knows? And you know what? Here's another good point. Um, the the uh, the faith militant has been armed, and they and so maybe he gets them out into the country, and they form their own warrior group, and they decide to side with somebody. Yeah. They go on somebody's side. Anyway, let's move on to the next uh, role. Um, the warrior. He's 35 to 45 years old. The character is a tough-looking bruiser with the attack skills of a pit bull. The actor needs to be great at fighting. He has a considerable amount of dialogue as well. It's described as an excellent part for a top end actor. That's a good that's a that's a very key part right there. An excellent part for a top end actor. They're looking for a white actor with a neutral to non posh English accent. The role will shoot through October, so this sounds like this is going to be quite a large role. Now, um you're probably gonna have to look some of you might have to look this guy up when I chose this. I kinda went I kinda dug a little bit deep for this role. I chose Jason Fleming from uh, Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. That's uh, not bad. No. Yeah, I chose. He's he's a fighter. He's got in most of the movies he's in. He's got a lot of speaking roles, 
But he's definitely a bruiser. He fits the age profile, and um, I think he'll be perfect for Bruce that. Who's he in Snatch? Oh, shit, man. Don't put me on the spot. I couldn't well, tell you. Well, not his name, but like... He uh, plays one of the pick. One of the picks. Okay. Mm. He's a so, Zay- uh, Hey, hey, he's a Zazel in X Men First Class. That's right. That's right. He is a Zazel. Okay. The red guy. The red yeah. guy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So um, that's who I've chosen. Uh, so he here, was also. I don't. I don't want to be a dick, but if you go and look through the majority of his roles, none of them require that much dialogue, unless I'm just missing. A performance somewhere. He doesn't talk. No, he. Okay. When I say he talks a lot, most of his talking is done while he's kicking people's asses. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a dick move. I'm sorry. The Smith is no, right. you know, no, no. It, you're absolutely right. I'm, you call. That's what this is for. You're calling me out on it. So yeah, and so it doesn't really feel the part of a considerable amount of dialogue. But he's been in the acting world for quite some time. He could talk if he needed to be. He could. He could act. He could act his way through dialogue. And the last time I saw him in a film was Taken 3. He played a Russian mobster. Yeah, I watched Taken 3. You can laugh at me. I am. Um, I am. (laughs) He played a Russian mobster, and he had a little bit of talking in that role. And once again, he was a bruiser. He fought and ended up getting his ass kicked by uh, Liam Neeson like everybody else does. But still, he he fits that profile, everything up into the considerable amount of dialogue. So that's who I pick. Anyway, uh, Annie, who you got? Uh, Jason Statham. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. But honestly, like, that was actually, like, my absolute first thought. Um, Just because I love that man, and I shamelessly watch all of his movies. I don't care how bad they are. Um, But when I actually, like, looked at the age range, because Statham is about, Statham's about 10 years too old, I think. I think he's definitely, like, in his mid-40s at least. Um, uh, You know, Clive Owen would be one, and uh, Aiden Turner would be the other. Those were my two. Uh, Aiden Herter's a little pretty for the role, where Clive Owen is a little. Again, he's definitely the top end of the range. I think he's, yeah, I think he's just about forty-five. But those, those were basically the three that I ran through when I when I came up with this role. He fits that excellent part for a top end actor. Yes, he does, and he's got and, kind uh, of a bruiser looking face, and he's he's the, he's the only actor I know that shoved a carrot in a guy's forehead. <laughs> God, that movie was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I like that choice. I like Clive Owen as a choice. But um Oh, he was so, almost Bond. And I love Daniel Craig, but I've always I'm always gonna have it in the back of my mind. What would a Clive Owen Bond have been like, you know? Because they Clive Owen Bond would have been amazing. And I love Craig. So, I, I really do. So but So Phone, what's your choice? Okay, I'm actually torn. I have two guys that actually were in the same movie at one point. Uh, but I'm torn between my first. The first guy that popped in my mind for this was Dominic West, aka McNulty from The Wire. Oh uh, my God! Yes, he's he is British, and he is an HBO god. Like they mm-hmm. could get him easily for the show. He's the correct age range. Uh, he can play tough looking, aggressive style fighter. We've seen uh, his background is incredibly diverse. He has so many different roles. And it's probably one of the better actors to fly under the radar, I think, in his career. I think he's tailor-made for the part to play an arrogant prick fighter, and we've seen him get big and muscular in 300. So I oh think I think he could do it. But if not him, another guy from 300 was the guy that popped up. I was like, you know, the thing is, Dominic West, 
He's not quite tall enough, I don't know, to, to pull that off. Not that that's ever stopped half of the action stars in Hollywood. But right. my other choice was actually David Wenham, uh, who is Australian, but he was uh, he's done sword-based fighting in uh, 300 and Lord of the Rings, and he's got a great voice. I mean, he narrated Played 300. Played Boromir. Yeah, Played Boromir. Boromir yeah. He narrated 300 as uh, the guy, but I can't remember his name. Um, I gotta say, I gotta say, man, forget that guy. Go with Dominic West. Yeah, I mean, but, right. but the, th- the good thing about David Wenham is that he he sounds pitbullish to me. And uh, he's—I think he has the chops just as much as West. Those are two highly underappreciated actors. But West is British, which I think gives him the edge. And, I, and we've seen him get big. And mm-hmm. and he—he he doesn't have a lot of fighting background though. Wyndham does. But man, I—I I, I, when I saw this description, I was like, yeah, McNulty. <laughs> I want. Yeah, because McNulty's a bruiser. Yeah, exactly. So he's a pit. Like, look, read the description. Tough looking, okay, that's McNulty. A bruiser with the attack skills of a pit bull, McNulty. <laughs> and here's the thing: if we're gonna do, it's got a considerable amount of dialogue, and mm-hmm. and there are, you know, the Wire ran five seasons. We're gonna just look at another HBO show he was in. The Wire ran five seasons. Not many people had as much or more dialogue than him. In it, half the, half, of, half of those five seasons were him. Yeah, and 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 Bump sitting at the train tracks getting drunk. Exactly, talking. exactly. So, yeah. I mean, he he can he can <clears throat> go with the best of them. He he is a, he's an incredible actor, and I think that he would knock it out of the park in that role. Great choice, man. I love it. Corey Smith, who did you choose for this role? All right, so I'm going to say someone you're probably not going to know him off the bat, but once I once I tell you who he played, maybe I choose Corey Smith, John Wayne, John Wayne. Yeah, no, um, is is a guy named Graham McTavish, um, and he played in the Hobbit movies. He played um, Dwalin. The the biggest and the tallest of the dwarves. Oh yeah, that oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah the bald one. And yeah, and then he was also in that Rambo movie, which is the the reason that made me think of it the the most recent Rambo movie. And he was the asshole guy who kept giving Rambo shit. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, I mean, he's a big, tall, bruising-looking dude. Um, he looks intimidating. He has a lot of dialogue in both those movies. Um, he, obviously, he doesn't really fit the the high end part of that description because he's not a very well-known actor. But I thought he would fit. I mean, as far as the fighting thing, he's done, you know, obviously the Hobbit movies, so he's got all that part down. Um, and then that Rambo movie was pretty intense uh, hand-to-hand stuff. So I thought he'd be a perfect for that role. He's definitely got the pit bull. Yeah, exactly. He does, yeah. He's, he's got that look. So, and then, you know, again, he's got some pretty meaty dialogue in those two movies. So I figured he'd be good for that part. Not a bad choice. Dan, who do you got? I went with the, um, the blindingly obvious one. Who I think was already mentioned, and if uh, we're looking for high-end people, why not just ask Tom Hardy? Maybe yeah. he's bored. <laughs> Maybe he's up for it. I mean, he can, he he has lots of dialogue in movies. He yeah. can be huge. He played Bane. He was very scary. He tried to blow up a city, and uh, I don't yeah. see why he couldn't be a scary, pit bullish, fighting, dialogue spouting actor for this show. I was born to fighting. <laughs> Molded by it. Molded by it. For you. <laughs> you had a lot of I dialogue in that Max movie too. So I mean, but let's uh, yeah. let's. Tom Hardy's <laughs> an amazing get. And I, you know what? Honestly, think about it for a second. If he's not doing a movie, 
any one of these actors would probably jump at a chance to play in the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Sure. You, I mean, because the, the way it's so popular, the way that it's just a runaway success, and the fact that it's in its last two seasons, I bet you could go to ask any actor in Hollywood, out of Hollywood, any major topless actor, and they would probably jump at the chance. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, but I wanted to talk about this part really quick because – I want to know what you guys think about where this guy is going to end up. Being that he's a warrior, a pit bull type guy, a guy who's a fighter, do you think he's a bro- might be one of the Brotherhood Without Banners? Because that's where he, to me, when I read this, I was like, Brotherhood Without Banners, that's where he's going. Or do you think he's more of like a northerner, uh, maybe, maybe one of John's guys, where do you, or a wildling maybe? Where do, where do you think he fits? You know, this is where I can't answer because there's no books, and I don't know. Well, just like maybe maybe a guess. Anybody? Well, guess. I mean, he's not from King's Landing. I think he's definitely a, not one of Cersei's crew or a priest crew because he has a non-posh accent. That, that to me says the North. So I can see him That's being I either... Was, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, either a wildling, a new wildling person. I'm not, I'm not sure they need a new wildling guy with Tormund around, but maybe. Or one of John's new lieutenants. Yeah, and, that, yeah. Where where would a new wildling come from anyway? I mean, are they still coming back from the north I mean, past the wall? Ones we haven't met yet that's, in their band. That's who I actually thought. I figured it might be somebody at the wall. Ah, uh, okay. You know, because I figure. I mean, we got to go back to the wall this season. Um, for we have you know, to go back. Sorry. <laughs> and I mean, if if the only person we know there is is freaking. Uh, Dolores Ed, I mean, like, you know what I mean? I figure, like, they're going to put somebody else there that we can kind of latch on to a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I would actually I would actually say that this is a, uh, a – when whoever wrote Cell Sword is kind of what I am leaning toward. And uh, uh, I think that he is going to be the um, – I don't know. He's going to be like the guy that John hires – uh, to fight alongside him or something. And I don't. I don't. I can't see John hiring Sarah Sellsword. He's too. He's too Ned Stark honorable. I think. I think you're on to Sellsword though. What if Cersei has Jamie before they have their split? What if Cersei has Jamie go to Braun and say hire a bunch of Sellswords and this is a Braun, one of Braun's guys. Mm, that's Could a be. Thought. Maybe. I mean, she needs an army, right? So that's just my thought. Anyway. um... Let's get on to the next cast. Uh, this next cast is a gate guard in his 20s. This character is a confident character, characterful, straight-talking northern lad with a great face to play across a very excellent series of scenes. He needs to have wit, timing, and charisma. He'll fem- film between mid-October and mid-November. Sounds like he's going to be in a lot of scenes, and he's going to have a lot of dialogue. And um, so he, and, and that he's a gate guard tells me he's going to be guarding Winterfell if it's going to be in the north, right? Sounds like that to me, anyway. No. And to me, no. No. So, so sorry, I was confused a second ago. This is the one that I think is probably a, a gate guard at the wall. Like I, I figure this is is going to be because we're not going to get introduced necessarily to new people at Winterfell. But do you hold on, man? Do you think that we're really going to be filming that much time at the fucking wall? No, but and, this we, and all the people who've already left the wall at this point that we really care about, except for Ed. I think the wall, honestly, in my opinion, and you could be right, Corey. I'll give you that. But 
In my opinion, you're probably wrong. Um, well, wait, no, <laughs> because, think... okay, Corey does have a point, though, because Bran and Mira are about to go into right. Castle Black. Ah, you're right. Shit. And, I, and even if even if the wall comes down fairly quickly, you still got to figure there's going to be some sort of initial battle there, you know? Okay, well, I, okay, whether he's at Castle Black or he's a gar- gate guard, because... We know that John has got to establish headquarters at Winterfell, and if you're doing that, you got to post guards at the gate. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. So yes, castles uh, have guards. Castles have guards. Fuck yes, they do. So when the description of uh, he needs to have wit, timing, and charisma, and um, confident, characterful, straight talking, the person that instantly came to my mind was Jamie Bell. Oh, uh, yes. you know, you'll know him from Jumper, Snowpiercer, and the uh, di- abysmal Fantastic Four movie that came out last oh, year. Oh, poor abysmal so, Fantastic Four, four movie. I know. I wish you, I, I hoped that it would have been good, but it wasn't. But anyway, that's Jamie Bell is the character that I chose for that. Jamie Bell um, and really is not outside the realm of possibility for this role, to be perfectly honest with you, but uh, you never know. He's 5'7", though. It does, but this this role does not say that's true. how tall he needs to be. That's the thing. They do have height requirements in other roles here, that's but true. not in this. You're not, you're not wrong. My bad. Go ahead. Okay. Right. So anyway, Jamie Bell. That's my choice. Uh, Annie, who you got? Uh, my choice for this, uh, because I am going with BBC company players whenever possible, is Robert James Collier. Robert James Collier. Let me yeah, just Thomas Google that Barrow real quick. From Thomas Barrow from Downton Abbey. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. Fuck. I, I I'm sorry. I assume because you're a Downton fan that you would know the name. Yes. He, I don't he, know all their names. I know their, I know their names on the show. Yes. The one, who play, the one who played the evil butler. Because, and okay, and here is my argument for it. Uh, okay. The actor himself has come out and said that he does not want to do plummy accented roles. He wants to play more working class roles because he feels like that British TV needs more working class roles. So something like this, where he's a gate guard, but it's a major role, would fit right into his wheelhouse. It would be fun to see him on on Game of Thrones, and uh, especially got... especially if it's a wall, especially if he's up at the wall. Um, if, or yeah, I would I would like say, both. but yeah, like I was. If thinking... he was at the wall, I would laugh my ass off. To see him at the wall would be hilarious. It, it would be an in joke for everybody. Oh look, Thomas Barrow got sent to the wall. Thomas Barrow, yep. Thomas got sent to the wall. Yep, that would be great. All right, uh, Corey, who you got? Which Corey? Which Corey? Oh. The only Corey. The, the only good Corey one that the matters. Bad one. <laughs> Might be. I should have known. You, yeah. Uh, so for mine, you know, I kind of read the character there, and um, I don't know. The it, this was a little tough to pick, and I went through several different guys, but I settled on Jack O'Connell. Uh, and he played the lead in Unbroken, and he was in this really dope mm. movie called Seventy One about mm. the uh, the Belfast riots. And uh, he's British, he has action experience, he has leading man experience in an Oscar-nominated movie, and he was born in 1990, so he looks wow. young. And um, Unbroken was a good movie. Unbroken was cheesy but good, for sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, this guy, he was he played, I'm looking at his IMDb stuff now, he was in Skins, and then uh, the Runaway miniseries, and 
feel like he was in something else I saw him in. So he's a BBC actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He's BBC he is company man. That. Oh, he was in the 300 Rise of an Empire as well. So he's done huh. stuff like that. He played Callisto in that. So he's got the experience, I think, and the chops already. He's recognizable, but he's not. So I think he'd be a good choice. Good job. Okay, other Corey. What was your uh, What was your pick? All right. Well, I totally blew the the fucking age limit on this one, but I picked. Okay, uh, Dan. Dan, what's your choice? Right. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. What's your What's your choice? I picked uh, Kevin McKidd. Um, he's the the what? dude. Hey, hold on. What? Oh boy. Okay, okay. I'm listening. Kevin McKidd. Holy shit. He's got the. We don't he's have enough got. He, okay, yeah. Go, he's go got ahead, go ahead. Thing. So he's the HBO. He's got the he's got the HBO alum. Obviously, he's on Grey's Anatomy and fuck that show. But he was Gosh. also in a, a small little movie with uh, Sir Davos called uh, Dog Soldiers, um, where he plays a little wisecracking Corey, private. Corey, the whole this is a terrible choice for this role, but you realize that yeah, he's the perfect choice for the warrior. Yeah, he'd have made a great choice yeah, of the way. I, I thought about that, too. But the wisecracking thing, I, I mean, I just remember him cracking all this stuff. So, Dog right. Soldiers was a, was a cheesy movie about werewolves. Yeah. All right, well, Dog, then, soldiers, Dog Soldiers sucked. All right, well, <laughs> fuck all y'all. Okay. Hey, I'm doing you a big... <laughs> okay, Dan Selkie, please, please redeem us. Please I, help I us out. I... I Wish I had you guys talented like obscure actors. I'm just going for the most obvious stuff. That's what I know. Um, Tom Hardy. But, yes, Tom Hardy. It's very obvious. Dolph Lundgren. For uh, the role of the young, 20-something, charming guy, why not call Nicholas Holt? Everybody knows you know, him. Hey, Dan, that, that is, yeah. Dan, that was my first choice. I just don't think he's attainable. That's what I tried oh, to I pick. Either, but, uh, yeah. But Nick good, Holt, though, I think right? Nick Holt would be great in this role. Yeah, no, he yeah, would he, he would kill like, it. Yeah, he he's first charming, choice. he's fun. I can see him doing witty or fire dialogue, that kind of thing, being funny, being charming, being likable. Um, yeah, that's my pick. He's going to be J.D. Salinger in a movie called Rebel in the Rye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, and, but is. Dan, it's, it, my other choice was the lead from the, uh, the Kingsman movie, that kid. Uh, oh yeah, man, he's good. Yeah, I was like, the, but the, neither one of those two guys I think are attainable. Man, Nick Holt actually was the first person I thought of. So that's that's funny. Dan. He's, he's like young and fresh faced, right? We're gonna hear Holt stand come up again later. I picked him for something else anyway. So uh, oh, the anyway. next chick. <laughs> Don't give it away, man. Bobby. All right. So uh, moving along. <clears throat> We've got another guard in the city guard. His late 30s, this guy will intercept a suspicious-looking person on his nightly patrol. He's got a RP accent and will shoot for a week in mid-October. So this guy is probably at King's Landing. Um, possibly he's stopping um, an assassin or an infiltrator from Danny's army, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I went with uh, Annie. I went with one of your favorites. Josh Herdman, who played Goyle in Harry Potter. Oh, nice. Oh, that's fun. He mm. looks the role. Oh, he, and, he, and yeah, and uh, he doesn't look much like Goyle anymore, though. No, he's swole, he's tall, he's bald, uh, he looks like a city guard. So uh, I think that, and he's just, I think he's just now in his 30s. Like, maybe he's 29, but he's just now getting to be 30. So he would be perfect in this role, in my opinion. So 
Annie, who you got? Um, mine was actually a joke. Um, I pictured Martin Freeman. <laughs> because I pictured Arya killing Martin Freeman, and it was so good that I couldn't, like, come up with anything else once I pictured that. <laughs> oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You think Arya's going to be the one? I think, I think the suspicious character is Arya. And I totally oh, was like, who would I like to see Arya assassinate as, like, a, a one-off, like, you know, gag role? I would love to see her just, couldn't you just see her killing off Martin Freeman? It'd be great. Anyway, so that's that would be um, I have not even thought about Arya being the one trying to sneak into King, King's Landing. That's really? an amazing thought. That was my wow. thought right off the bat that it was Arya. I've always thought she's going back home to Winterfell, but that's just me. Anyway, Corey Thune. Who you got? Man, I couldn't think of anybody for this. I couldn't think of anybody attainable for a role that's going to film for less than a week. So I was just like, I, I honestly, I put, I don't know. You're asking for someone to do a week of shooting. It's going to be an unknown, probably. So. So you were lazy. No, I so I answered other you questions. Could, you could but. you could have, you could have chose Goyle Goyle from Harry Potter like I did. I don't know he would have loved to done this. I've thing. never watched. I've said it before. I've never seen the Harvey Potter movies. So. <laughs> We're Stop so yelling at me. But, uh, <laughs> all right, if I, fine. Let me, give me, you go to the other Corey. When you come back, I'll have an answer. How's that? Corey Smith, who you got? Fuck off. Was he in uh, Inside Out? Where was he from? <laughs> was that an up? Yeah, yeah. no, actually, I, I don't know. I had the same thing as, as Thone. I mean, when you look at that part, it just seems... Uh, kind of like, you know, lazy, lazy work. Oh, I mean, you know, what's who are you even going to cast? It's just going to be someone out of the 300 people that show up to audition for it. I mean, it's not going to be a major part, but I did agree with Dan. I do think it's there in King's Landing, and I do think that whoever the guard is is potentially catches Arya, um, in some fashion. So, well, I tell you what, why don't you go get another beer and for snacks with your beer? Why don't you grab a bag of dicks to eat? <laughs> right. All right. Dan Selke, what do you got? All right. I mean, I thought along uh, the same lines that you were, Annie. I mean, this looks like a bit part. Again, I, it occurred to me that it's probably going to be Arya sneaking up, and I imagine just killing the guy. Like, that, that's what I picture. I picture one scene no, where no, no, Arya, no. like, sneaks over a wall, and then the guy's like, what? And then she stabs him in the neck and then walks on her way. Exactly. That, that's what I And so Dan, I Dan. figured, yes? I'm just saying you're not wrong, but that doesn't mean that the actor isn't going to have to film other scenes because Arya's going to steal his face. Oh, it still applies. Although, can she yeah. change shape and grow still? The thick plot, the thick plot, yeah. So I just thought, what I like to see stab in the throat. I just thought they should just have Matt Smith do it because um, uh. I'm watching that right now. I don't particularly enjoy his performance as as, as the Doctor. So, I would love Matt Smith to get shanked. That would be awesome. Again, like that's a totally awesome one. And yes, I would totally love a stunt cast moment of Arya shanking Matt Smith. That would be so great. All right, I got mine. Okay, okay, so who you got? Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> he was in. He was in the informant. He was in. There will be blood. He's a serious actor that has a goofy voice, <laughs> and he can do it. I know. I love Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, oh you're an asshole. Okay, let's let's That's move a on. Heck. Let's move on. Oh God, let's move on. To to Merchant. He's in his 40s. HBO wants a character actor for this part. 
He'll appear at an inn, and uh, we we have in quotation marks the ubiquitous inn at the crossroads, because we know that everybody ends up at the inn at the crossroads. During a busy evening, they're open on his race and appearance, so he'll shoot scenes during the first week of November. Now, I decided to go with a familiar actor here. I don't think HBO needs to recast this guy at all. I say bring the cock merchant back. I say he comes across the narrow sea, and he's, he's looking to sell cocks. So bring in, and I hope I'm, I probably will butcher the shit out of his name, Adewale. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, just bring back the cock merchant guy, the guy who played out of BC in Oz. Ramin Jawadi. <laughs> <laughs> so bring back the guy who played uh, out of BC in Oz, the cock merchant. The guy who wanted to go to the cock merchant. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, my choice is Eddie Marson. Eddie From, Marson. Uh, Eddie Marson was, uh, he was, most recently he starred in, um, um, oh, crap. I yeah. just blanked on the stupid series name. It was on BBC America. It was on last Ray summer. Donovan. No, Jonathan Strange and, uh, and, and, and Mr. Norrell. He was Mr. Norrell. Did no one watch that but me? No one watched that but me. Oh, I yeah, know. he is on Ray Donovan. He plays Ray Donovan's brother. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't watch Ray Donovan, so I will go. But thank you. Somebody actually has. Okay, so he's in something that other people have watched, which I have yeah. not. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's a great character actor. He's in his mid-40s. Yeah. He's got a really kind of fun face. I totally think that's who it should be. God you, damn. He's a bruiser. Andy, this is a great, this is a great oh. choice. Uh, you, they talked about wanting a character actor, and this guy's done everything from, like, bloodthirsty like government agent in V for Vendetta to the bumbling idiot detective in Sherlock Holmes. I think it's a great choice. Well done. Yeah. He also yeah. did um, like a silly movie like Jack and the Beanstalk where he like had to go up the beanstalk with uh, Ewan McGregor. So Yeah, yeah. and he was Pretty... in Gallivant, which was just Yeah. Oh that's giant... right, he was in Gallivant. I forgot. What the shit of a show. So yeah, I mean it was Hey, don't you dare. Don't you dare say I didn't say it was bad. I said it was a what the shit of a show. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood <laughs> what you were saying. I had an entire episode named the cancellation bear on Twitter. It's a what the shit of a show. <laughs> anyway, uh, Corey Thone, who you got? All right. So I, uh, since this show is just desperately lacking in not white people, I <laughs> wanted to make sure I picked a not white person for this role. And that's I, why I went with a lot of BC. Yeah, that's a good. I think it's a solid choice, but but mine's better. I went with Lenny James, aka Morgan Jones oh, from The Walking yes. Dead. But boo! Yeah. But he's yeah. also shut Saul, your goddamn mouth. He's also Saul and Snatch. Um, he's he's got a very weathered merchant look about him, if you ask me. And he just turned fifty, so he's within that that range. You know, they wanted someone in the forties, but he he could play a mid forties guy. He's a fantastic, fantastic actor, and uh, I think he'd be a scene stealer in that role. So my only problem is, is he looks a little bit too much like uh, the other guy, Salador Sand. <laughs> the other, he does. He, one of those three black guys. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. But seriously, when I first saw Salador Stan, I was like, is that Lenny James? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm not saying. But anyway. I can't even remember the other guy's name. What was it? I don't know. Salamander don't James? Was Salad- Salador Stan. Osmosis Salador Jones? Is that what it was? <laughs> you would know an Eddie Murphy movie. That right, was uh, Chris Smith. Rock, you idiot. Whatever. See? Interchangeable comedians. I don't give a fuck. Corey Smith. 
All right, so I went two different ways with this because I, I, I tend to kind of lean that this might not be at the end of the crossroads, that this might be someplace over in Essos. Um, kind of like what Dan was, Dan was saying, that it might be something where Jorah is on his way somewhere and stops at the end. Um, so if that's the case, I, I actually went with the same answer as, as Thone, Lenny James. Yeah. Um, nice. I thought he... I thought if it's over in Essos, it would be a perfect uh, role for him because, yeah, he kind of looks at merchant part. He's not terribly physically intimidating, um, which you wouldn't really expect most merchants to be. So that's kind of what I thought. If they do keep it at the end of the crossroads, um, I went with the Ian McShane one episode kind of known actor, and um, I picked Mark Strong. Um, I thought he'd be oh, nice. kind of a. That's great. I thought he'd yeah, be Mark Strong. Yeah, yeah, I thought he'd be a, like a commanding little presence, and obviously he's a well-known actor, so you know it would just be kind of a one-episode guest appearance. So, also from the Kingsman, that's a great actor. Yeah, he was in the Kingsman. He was in. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, he was in the Robin Hood movie with. Um, blah, 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 blah. You know about Mark Jones or Mark Strong? I mean, yeah, yeah, he was great. Of, he was great. In the imitation game as their government contact, he was the bad guy in the first Sherlock Holmes movie. Um, yes. I'm trying to think of other things he's in. He's, he's fantastic. Very steely glare. Yeah. Yes, thank you. He's got a very steely glare. That, yeah. That, yeah. So, and I'd love to see, I'm a big fan of his, so I'd love to see him on the show, even if it was just... He played the sheriff of Nottingham in the, in the last Robin Hood movie that was done. I forget who did it. It wasn't... I didn't, I didn't watch that one. It was actually a good Robin Hood movie. I probably forget who did it. But I, I know it that he played the sheriff. Ridley Scott and Russell no, Crowe, right? Yeah, was it Russell yeah. Crowe? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah Russell Crowe. Really yeah, it was. Okay. Oh, shut your <laughs> mouth, you snob. You're such a fucking film snob. Anyway, um, okay, hey. so, Dan, who you got? All right, for the role of the merchant in his 40s, um, I actually like your idea about having it being um, at a BC from Oz. I, I don't, I'm not going to say his name either. Especially if, uh, if 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 it's for Jorah and he's somewhere in Essos, that could be fun. Just reuse somebody, and that'd be awkward yeah. for them, right? He'd run into him and be yeah. like, "Hey, you're the guy we kidnapped from Marine." Um, but I just thought, just again, this is in the vein of uh, just if, if I cast the show, it would just be wall to wall famous cameos um, for Idris Elba <laughs> as, as as the big oh! yeah, boy. Because he can. I he would can, love he, that. Oh my god, I would right? die. I would die. That would be the if, if Idris Elba showed up in Game of Thrones, I would. That would I, be amazing. You, you would have to send an ambulance to my house. I would be dead. He's suave. He's die. British. He can talk to people and sell them things. He could be a merchant. He could be anything. I don't think I have to really hey. talk up his uh, credentials. Have you what? seen I love Idris Elba? He is. He would be amazing. Yeah. Here's let's the thing. Break in, I, I love break Idris Elba. In. Shut up, Brandon. Mm-hmm. This is better. This is a better point. What you're saying. I love Idris Elba, but if I was going to cast a merchant and I could cast anyone, it would be Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, yeah. That would be Idris Elba. Yes. Yeah. That's great. It's it's just because Idris Elba is too damned attractive to be a merchant. Like, just can't. Yeah, he could could be a merchant. He wouldn't survive out there? Is that – okay, wait a second. Okay, wait a second. Is this her real Twitter account? Yeah, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was going to wait into the show, but – We're fucking – we're breaking in. Macy Williams just tweeted that, and I'm going to read this. Holy balls. Scratch that. No, you're going, you hey, this. hey, moron. Follow the arrow from the bottom up. Okay, whatever. Just finished <laughs> reading Just finished reading season seven. Shit just gets real. 
I'd prepare, start preparing yourselves now. Scratch that. Nothing will prepare you for this. Holy balls. Yeah. So she just got through finish reading season seven, so it's gotten really big for her. So Macy All Williams right. is ready for the shit. So Annie, so tomorrow morning. Who should write that tomorrow morning? Who I'll do that it? tomorrow morning. Maybe I'll just start now. I'll get on start it tomorrow now. morning. Well, Annie, if you're busy, I can do it tomorrow. It doesn't matter. I can do it tonight before we leave. I can do it right now. Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, let's let's move on. So. uh... <laughs> That's some big news. It's fun news. Anyway, uh, we're moving on to the lovely lady. Uh, no age range is provided, but the role is described as an attractive young courtesan who is sure of her own mind. The role is as a good speaking part. Again, the production is open regarding race and ethnicity. She'll shoot for a week in early October. Oh, and the part requires full nudity because, of course. Um, now, <clears throat> when I went through looking through different actresses that have done full nudity on other Young shows. Young actresses, boobies, search. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, Has anybody watched Power on Stars? If you haven't, it's a good show. Um, there is an actress named Layla Lauren. Uh, she plays the girlfriend of Ghost. She does full nudity in, on that show all the time. She's actually a decent actress. She has a lot of speaking parts. Um, she plays a major role in that show, but... Uh, quite often she does full nudity, full sex scenes. So because it's on stars and they don't give a fuck. So I chose Layla Lauren from Power. Well, Annie, this one, I mean, honestly, like I had a lot of trouble with this because you know the fact of the matter is that they're probably going to pick um, somebody who does porn and they're going to pull them out and they're going to give them a chance to actually put a real role on their resume. I mean, it's a thing. No, it, this is actually a thing that Game of Thrones has so done you, for several actresses. Um, you and said, you and they're going to hire a porn actress and then you said pull out right after it. So I had to... <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, my actual reaction was well, you know, I actually thought of um um the actress who played Rose Tyler in uh in Doctor Who as my uh a, as an actress who has done but she never did full nudity um but her role right after she left Doctor Who was of a was of a burlesque um and uh um I can't remember the name of the show hold on I got to look it up now um but she uh, was this the girl that was in Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff No 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 you're thinking you're you're thinking of uh this is Billy Piper the first, uh, the 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 one who played who was the first uh, uh, companion after the reboot, the um, and she and I'm going to I'm I, I'm going to her IMDb to to remember she basically did a show on she did it was on Showtime right after she left Doctor Who, um, um, Secret Diary of a Call Girl that was what it was called oh. and uh, I didn't she also do Penny Dreadful yeah she Am did do, she did Penny Dreadful as well um, but neither of those required full nudity. So that sort of, you know, and that was when I was just like, ah, screw it. <laughs> I, this is not one that I can really pick. Cool. Okay. Corey Thone. Uh I just said the hot chick from True Detective Season 1 because she's hot. If that's all we're going to cast for, then let's go for it. All right. So, keeping it simple, Corey Smith. Uh, he yeah, went to I get mean, beer? Oh, okay. No, I'm here. <laughs> what the fuck? So, I mean, to me, I, I'm kind of with Annie. I, I just, it, it seems like such a, it'll just be someone random that we've never heard of. Um, to me, this role was more interesting for what it might mean for the season. I kind of took it to mean that uh, Littlefinger will be opening up his brothels again in King's Landing. Um, 
and because she'll be the new like madam lady is that what right yes exactly how will he get to king's landing if he's declared for the north bro he's got a time machine in his pocket he just i just don't think that's gonna happen i don't think you'll see him back in king's landing man i think that's done he doesn't even have to go he could just send a little raven like he's always doing with the note up his freaking sleeve um next to his watch uh but i i figure that's gonna be someone who's running a brothel either notice the word courtesan i think this takes place across the narrow sea I think this is like in uh, probably uh, in the Long Bridge area somewhere in there, and there like maybe over in Dorne. Courtesan is not something you hear used in King's Landing. Yeah, and I mean if that's true, then obviously it's going to be connected to to Jorah because that's basically the only kind of connection we have left with Essos, assuming that's where he's where he's going um, since Danny's kind of booked it. So I don't know. I mean I didn't think that this will this would ultimately be somebody we'd ever heard of in the part. So it just seemed kind of hard to guess at. Yeah. Dan. All right. Um, I thought, uh, okay, I have two picks. Um, like the rest of you, it's a little hard to pick this one. I, I do think it's a little unfortunate that there's eight roles and the one female role calls a profile nudity. And it's like half the description. Yeah. So I'm not a giant fan of that. So I went with convenience. I think it should be an actress named um, Lashana Lynch, purely because she is working on Shonda Rhimes' Still Starcrossed, and they could have it could be convenient for her to go right from that show to Game of Thrones. Here, that would be nice. Or that's so nice of you. It is, I think so. Or Emma Watson from Harry Potter. Yeah, boy. It's a good speaking part. It does say that. Annie, I just... Annie, don't... No, Annie, don't you ruin don't this ruin it. for the rest don't of us. Don't you ruin this for us, Annie. We're going to ruin it. <laughs> I'll be over here very put out. No, see, this is one of the reasons I didn't guess, because anybody you guess just makes you sound like a fucking pervert. So it's like, I'm just going to leave this one alone and push it aside and, yeah. But way to go, Dan. You went all yeah, the way. Dan, 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 man. I was okay with your first pick because I didn't know her, but you chose Emma Watson. You chose Hermione. Stranger. Yeah, oh, fuck's sake. Um, anyway. I do hope that like, there are usually multiple cast lists or, or casting calls, so hopefully in the next one will be more roles for women. This was a seven-minute <laughs> And they all get full frontal nudity. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, anyway, so... We're almost done. We're down to the two last picks we have. We have the next one is a young lord in his late 20s. This guy is tall, handsome young lord. The producers want a white actor with an RP accent. He shoots he's, he's shoot scenes starting in September 20th. Here's where I chose Nicholas Holt. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, sure. I thought he makes the perfect young lord. Anyway, that's my choice, and I'm sticking to it. Annie. Matthew Lewis. This is where I cast a Harry Potter one. <laughs> I, I picked Neville Longbottom because he's damn handsome now. Um, he has gotten very handsome, yeah. And he's the right age. And his, uh, he he looks like a young Clive Owen. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, no, I that that's who I pick. Nice Bone. Tom Hopper. Who? Uh, Tom Hopper Alexa. played Billy Bones in Black Sails and Sir Percival mm-hmm. oh. and Merlin. God, also, yeah. Gunther in Knights of Bad Astem, which means that he can talk. <laughs> um, no, and, he, he's, uh, and he's worked with Dinklage. 
he has worked with Dinklage. He's a, he is thirty one, so he's just late, just out of that late twenties. But he is he's handsome. He has the background. He has the accent down. I think he'd be a, a good choice, and you wouldn't have to teach him much. I think he could play anything from a kind of a foofy lord to one of the more like uh, swashbuckling lords that we've seen. So, does uh, are they still filming Black Sails? I think it's over. No, no, it's Black Sails. I think basically got canceled after the season. Yeah, I think so. so he's free. He's free. All right, Corey Smith. Um, I had Douglas Booth. Um, he's from Pillars of the Earth. He was in Jupiter Ascending, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. He's kind of a young-looking, yep. good-looking dude. He's English. Um, I mean, that kind of seemed like a, a natural one, especially he's if He's a great-looking lord, yep. Yeah, he looked like he would fit that part. I mean, Jupiter Ascending is where he plays the... I don't know what the fuck was going on in that movie, but he's a rich guy. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did. Yeah, so... I mean, I, yeah, so, but I remember he was a rich guy, so, you know, I figured he could slide right into that role pretty easily, because, um, yeah, I mean, he's young, he's English, he's a good-looking dude, so. Um, Dan Selke. All right, uh, okay, for my choice, I'm going to explain, this is one of the few roles that, like a, like, a character from the book suggested itself to me when I read it. Um, and I know there have been a couple of people who have suggested different roles for this guy, and I, I won't get into too many spoilers, but when I read it, it sounded like um, a character named Aurain Waters to me, mm-hmm. who's uh, from the books, and he's kind of a handsome jackass who uh, Cersei puts in position of power to her detriment later on. And I realize it says that he's a lord, and Aurain Waters is a bastard, not a lord, but they can change that. I think they've been willing to. She made him a lord, though, didn't she, in the books? Basically. I don't actually recall. I mean, she... She made him... Yeah, she made, she made him... Well, we, we shouldn't say too much. She raised him to a position of authority. And um, now that she's in charge, I can see them bringing him in, where I thought they cut him before, but it's possible he could still show up. Or maybe and, he's uh, a conglomerate character that's kind of him, but kind of another character exactly, at the same time. yeah. What if, and here's a thought, what if we see Euron go reaving across the reach and this young lord is the guy who attacked Victorian in the books and with his poison sword. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Because it, it was a young lord and he attacked him with a poison sword the, and he gets thrown at the sea afterwards. He was the heir to Shield, shield Breaker Island. Shield, shield, shield Maiden. Uh, I mean, yeah. some folk have thought this is going to be um, a flashback to Rhaegar Targaryen. They've heard, I've heard that too. But my Ooh. first thought was uh, Waters was um, Aaron Waters, so I chose a dude named Alex Pettifer, oh. and he's been in uh, like several. Like he, he's good at playing like kind of a pretty douchebag. Like he was in <laughs> yeah. uh, Magic Mike. He was in Iron Number Four, and that's what I think of Aaron Waters as. Like this handsome jag wagon. And, uh, <laughs> I think he would fit yeah. nicely. Good choice. I like that choice. All right. Now we're to our final uh, casting call of the night, and uh, we've gone just over, we're at an hour and seven minutes, so we're reaching the end of the podcast. This one is the lieutenant in his 20s. The lieutenant is an athletic, physically fit, and disciplined warrior. The producers want someone who isn't white. It sounds like they'd prefer someone of Middle Eastern descent. He'll shoot for several days across three weeks between mid-September and mid-November. Now, um, when I made my choice for this, I ignored the physically fit part because I did too. 
because I wanted to step outside the range a little bit. Because anybody that gets chosen for this role, they can work out and get swole. I mean, anybody can do that. Uh, but you want a good actor, I guess, especially if they're going to be a, a disciplined warrior, somebody who's going to be an actor for that long of a time between mid-September and mid-November. I chose Dev Patel from Newsroom, Chappie, Slumdog Millionaire. That's who I chose. That's my guy. And if you look at a picture of Dev Patel now, no. he's got the long hair. He's got the mustache and the goatee. He looks like uh, he looks like a Dothraki guy right now. So it looks like right. a skinny I nerd. Him in Dothraki. Hey, Just, like, Smith, picture shut him. Picture him. No. Like Smith, shut off. the fuck up. I can no. see that. I like the Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Annie, who you got? Um, I actually picked uh, Nikesh Patel, who is uh, stars in Indian Summers. Uh, he is a BBC yeah. company player, um, and that was part of that was part of my thought. He is a uh, he's he's not like swole, but he's that word swole is so weird. Um, but you know, <laughs> he he definitely looks like uh, he definitely looks imposing. Right, and uh, he's along the lines of Dev Patel a little bit. He's a little bit bigger than Dev Patel. Yeah, he's a little bigger. He's a little, he, and and he could easily he could easily swell up if, as it were, um, and probably pretty quickly. Um, so that's my choice. Nice, Corey Thone. Uh, so I couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> so I said Aziz Ansari. <laughs> <laughs> You said Dev Patel. Why the hell not? Is yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean that's right in the same ballpark. Yeah, no, it's point. not. Yeah. It's absolutely. No, hey, hang on. First, first of all, first of go all, ahead, I don't go, need go to hear anything from the bastard of Texas. I'm talking to the royalty right now. So He's not wrong, Corey. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you, asshole. You're not anyway. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Go ahead, Smith. Who you got? All right, so this, I mean, this kind of falls into the dream casting thing, because I don't even know if he'd be available, but I picked Cliff Curtis from Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I, I mean, Actually, I, a good choice. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, I feel like he kind of fits that Dothraki kind of look. Um, obviously, he's from New Zealand, but he kind of has that dark skin uh, look that most of them seem to have. He's not super on the fit side, but, you know, you give him some of those armbands and some, you know, some paint, and he'd be good. So I thought he'd Our be last- good. He's, he'd be intense as, you know, Danny's kind of base of the Dothraki, you know, her kind of go-between or whatever. So I thought he'd be good for that part. Well, and um, our last Cal, our uh, Cal, uh, what was his name, Pono? Moro. Uh, Moro. Cal, Cal Moro was in New Zealand. He was yeah. a Kiwi. So. Mm. Anyway, uh, Dan, who you got? Uh, this is a hard one. Can I ask first, did anybody think of um, Mr. Moloch from the... Mr. Robot? Robot? Yeah, I did, yeah. but I didn't think he... I'm trying to be an animal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, either. He's he's okay. smallish. Yeah. So uh, I went with a gentleman named... Uh, sorry. Uh, Sammy Sheik. He's uh, from 24, so I'm 24. He's an American sniper. He's played a bunch of uh, soldier-type intimidating roles. Mm-hmm. He's not huge. Interesting. But again, I, we're all saying, like, he'll bulk up. That's not in his 20s. <laughs> I'll be. I'll admit this is a hard one to cast, but that's my pick, yeah. Mr. Sheik. Okay. All right. So we have gone through the entire uh, projected cast list, the first cast list of the season so far. I'm sure more will be rolling out as we go through the months, through the uh, through the filming. And as I said, um, as Corey Throne uh, broke the news as we've been talking, uh, 
Uh, Macy Williams, who plays Arya, has seen her script. She's read the script, and she's freaking out about it. So uh, get ready to hold on to your butts. Season 7 is going to be exciting. So uh, thanks for listening once again this week for Annie, for Corey Thone, for Dan Selke, and uh, for that other guy, Corey Smith. Fuck off. <laughs> Who has never uh, seen The Wire, apparently. Uh, why you gotta out me in fucking whoa, 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 whoa. He's never seen The Wire? That's supposed to be Fuck fucking him. private. Fuck you, dude. Fuck, Fuck you. Anyway, you're... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.